0: it's the duck logic comedy half hour 30-ish minutes of sketch comedy improv songs and whatnot pulled from the audio archives of duck logic a chicago improv group that produced their own two-hour comedy show called the cavalcade that played on wlup am 1000 radio in chicago back in the day plus there's some new stuff thrown in for good measure so sit back relax and enjoy a kooky stroll down memory lane with duck logic Because
1: they're wacky comedy guys, just a bunch of comedy guys, funnier than they realize. Those wacky, kooky, cut up comedy guys. We welcome you inside a world of walls, floors, and ceilings, a world where doors and windows coexist a world with a flip of a light switch might mean a sudden surge of electrical energy. Or it might not. Welcome to the innermost. You're walking down the street, and you see a gimping old man. (laughs) Being the kind fellow you are, you offer him a hand. If, if you're gonna offer me a hand to walk across the street, you better be prepared to take that second step, that third step. You better be prepared to not just walk me across the street. You better be prepared to go right up the stairs of my apartment and help me start my life all over again. You better be prepared to get me a job. You better be prepared to get me a nice looking dame I can hang around and not be embarrassed in front of my friends with. You better be prepared to not just walk them through my life. You better be prepared to jog, trot. I'm telling you, you're not just getting involved one little step, pal, you understand? Uh, yeah, gee, I, I think I'm running out of time here. I, I'm kind of late for my meeting. You did the wrong thing, and now you'll have to deal with one depressed, gimping old man shouting at you as you walk down the street. And you only have yourself to blame, because you got too close, too close, way too close to the innermost. Visit the world of winter. Visit the land of children. Visit the Italian-Greek Strawberry Farm ice rink in Illinois, Illinois. See the eyes of your youngster light up when they skate on the strawberry pond, a pond full of frozen strawberries. Thrill to the action of semi-pro hockey as the Illinois-Italian-Greek strawberry farmers take on the Sherwood High Stickers, all on the newly remodeled strawberry indoor ice rink. There's snow drinks made by owner Hilgi Bolka Fakankas' wife, Holga, made from the actual snow, and strawberries. There's frost-covered strawberries left over from the first frost, and there's the music of the Italian-Greek Strawberry Farm Chorus and the kids from Illinois, a skating unit that sings while it does laps around the rink. So bring the kids, bring mom, bring grandma, bring grandpa, bring your relatives, and don't forget to bring yourself. In in fact, bring the entire family to the Italian-Greek strawberry farm ice rink, open every weekend from noon till midnight. This is strawberry good time. That it is. Loaded with oh so much too much to do on skates. And don't forget strawberries. Yes indeed, strawberries. The Italian-Greek strawberry ice rink located on the same lot as the Italian-Greek strawberry farm on Route 69 in Illinois, Illinois. It's a strawberry good time. And now, here's your astrology
2: forecast.
3: This is Trudy Sunspot with The Stars Have It. Let me be your guide to the stars in your life. Today, we focus on Scorpios, known as the oversex stud muffins of the Zodiac. Scorpios smell like Cupid's locker room. You'll get an emotional uplift from spending more time with children you adore like somebody else's. Strangers will accept you for yourself. Your friends know better. You have strong opinions, so get your resume ready. You'll be looking for work soon. This is Trudy Sunspot with the Stars Have It.
1: The horror, the horror. People, kids getting blown up all over the place. Man in front of their mother's like They fall burning away in the background
2: like some unholy fire. fire.
1: Right on, like jelly gasoline, man.
4: One time, one time, a
1: couple of guys
4: walk into a village, the whole place up for grabs.
1: I know the feeling. Who's the enemy, huh? Who's on your side? No shirts, no no skins. No good guys, no bad guys, just a bunch of guys. Right on, brother, and next thing you know, you're back home, man. No parade, man, no fanfare, man, no job, man.
4: Just a bunch of memories, a bunch of bad
1: memories, all too real. Yeah, like the heat, the heat from a hundred unwashed bodies, the darkness all around you. Flashes of light playing tricks with your mind. Illusions. The smell.
4: The smell of rotten things. People, soda pop, popcorn.
1: Popcorn, popcorn, popcorn. Everywhere is popcorn. Yeah. Flying through the air landing in your hair. Sticking to your shoes. Giving you the blues. what yeah. oh, justice, you're a genius, man.
4: And then the film breaks. And the place goes
1: wild. You can't know what it's like unless you were there. (laughs) Unless you sat with me through Apocalypse Now. Twice in one day, I even stayed for the credits.
4: Apocalypse Now? Apocalypse Now? What about Deer Hunter? Platoon? Full metal jacket. Gardens
1: of stone. Hey, take it easy on the man, man. (laughs) Don't tell me to take it easy on anyone. Where were you when I was watching The Deer Hunter for the fiftieth time? You were watching Hair, or Godspeller, Jesus Christ, whatever. Don't tell me to take it easy. Hey, like you made a choice, man. Man, I could just never see myself watching a film like Deer Hunter. Like, like you could have come to see Hare Man. You guys chose those. Chose, choose, choose, chose.
4: Hey. Did I choose to lose my leg while watching Platoon and 70 millimeter Dolby surround sound? Did some TV lover who's never been in a theater outside of a mall jumps out of his seat cause it's all too real. My foot, which is resting in the crack between the seat and the armrest, is yanked like a wishbone on Thanksgiving Day. Totally sprained ankle, man. Who's going to hire a guy with a sprained ankle? I'm half a man. <laughs> Better hit me in. My wife doesn't want to make love to half a man. man you're a Don't tell me about choice. i just glad I never went to Vietnam.
1: Oh, yeah, that'd yeah. really yeah. take away from yeah. the films. Yeah, <laughs> they lose a lot
4: of their impact.
1: Yeah. yeah I mean. Has anybody seen Benji the Hunted yet? Oh man! Oh called. man! It's gone. Yeah. Do yeah. 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 they ever catch him, man, Dude, or what? Oh, he gets away. Always gets
0: away. But I didn't want to talk about Headshot. Headshot. Headshot was based on, or a parody of, or a jumping point off of a chorus line. A chorus line for people who don't know musical theater out there. Is a play from the 70s, I want to say. It was popular. Yeah, it was big. It was big deal. And But it's basically the, the entire premise is 8 to 10 to 12 dancers, and it's an audition. The whole thing is that audition process. So they go through the dancing, and they, they get cut. There's a director. He's in the darkness, and he's yelling stuff. And at the very beginning, they strike that iconic pose that they use in all the posters. Yes. And they, they all hold up a headshot of themselves. And then they pose. Then the rest of it is there's an aging ingenue in there and they had a love affair with the director like they used to be lovers, but now they're not.
1: Barely covering up Bob Fosse's real life.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a Bob Fosse thing. So we thought, hey, let's do a parody of that. Let's do the rough drafts, the first draft of what this idea might be. And this one's called Headshot. It all led up to that headshot in the play. <laughs> Whose idea was this?
5: i thought it was yours oh
0: okay yeah i thought it was yours. Hmm. well who ended up writing it i thought you did me yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow okay could i who really for- well could i really <laughs> forget writing it because it's really I, I'm good pretty
5: sure it was you all the time yeah because i came out of your your and ann's relationship and the stuff that you and ann, and ann were involved in all the musical theater stuff oh mm-hmm.
0: uh, well yeah ann's been in almost every musical except chorus line so that's maybe how i knew chorus line but really Okay. I don't know why. Why did I think Bob had something to do? I don't think so. He might have. I don't know. Because I, re- I remember the day that we went to and had a friend named Jeff Mache, who was a piano player. Maybe
5: that's why. Did he uh, did he play piano on Get My Man a Hat? I'm going to get my <laughs> man a hat.
0: <laughs> it, could be. I he love had, that she, song. She had a couple of piano playing friends. We went to Jeff's apartment, which I thought was somewhere in and around Wrigleyville, which for people who don't know, Wrigley Field in Chicago, where the Cubs play is one of the few, if not the only baseball field in the middle of a neighborhood. So it's not in the middle of nowhere with a giant parking lot. It's there, right there. Right. And you have to find parking somehow. The way I remember it, David and Ann and me got to Jeff's house. And I don't know if we started working or what we did, but Tim, you and Bob were in a car trying to get there. Oh, yeah. That's why I thought Bob wrote it. A what do What I remember is that you guys are trying to get there and you couldn't find parking. And so he just kept driving around and around and around. And instead of letting Bob off, like my dad would drop my mom and my sister off at the opera house on a Sunday. And I'll park the car and come back, you know, like that kind of thing. I remember you guys didn't get there until I think we were done.
5: And he was so pissed. That's right. He was so Bob was really pissed because he did have something. He had to have something to do with it. He couldn't have possibly cared if it was not his bit, right? Yeah, he could. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He, yeah. He, I mean, I would think he had something to do with it. I mean, why would he have been upset? He wanted to be he in a head, lot. So. Yeah, because we only had so much time right. with the piano player. He had to leave. Yeah. It wasn't like we could. Yeah. And we had to either use him or lose him.
0: We waited and waited. And uh, this is how long ago this was, kids out there. Uh, no one had cell phones. So you guys couldn't call from the car call us at his apartment and I guess you could have stopped at a pay phone yeah because I swear I, I wasn't planning on singing the song I ended up singing I guess I could have written it that just seems it was just songs what, what was written was just the yeah. song yeah. and then the part there's part that we did Ann and I did we improv some stuff where I play a choreographer and she just interviews me and it's I don't know if there's a even a remote script to that I think she was that
5: may be the difference right there you guys improv that part and maybe he wrote the song could that have happened? Yeah, I, yeah, I right. I wanted to be there so bad if he didn't write this yeah, That could be. I mean, any of us wouldn't, Wouldn't. I wasn't trying to put it on, Bob wouldn't want to be there if he didn't write it. I missed the event, I'd be sorry I wasn't there to help record. I don't think I'd be too upset about it unless I wrote it. And I don't know, I'd be upset about that either, but you know what I'm saying. He was, I do remember that.
0: It's like you said, Jeff, Jeff Mace was, uh, we had him for a limited amount of time, probably he had a show to do
5: that night. And it was so nice that he was willing to let us, you know, barge into his house, set up recording equipment and everything else, so.
0: Do you guys remember who did, well, you guys would be you, David, you're the only one here that was there besides me who came up with the music. Cause it's, it's good music. I wonder if it was a parody from chorus line.
1: Could
5: be. It might've been, it might've just used a straight song. I we don't know those well, songs. So
0: it's Bob funny. Fosse, his musicals ha- are really hard to sing. You know what I mean? They have a different structure. So they're really
1: difficult to come up with melodies and like harmonies for it too.
0: The opening song, the headshot song, is like da, 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 is the is the theme. <laughs> and that's that's chorus line. That's a song in chorus line. But then there's like a you know, there's like a little Well, um, and it makes a, sense a,
5: if it was eventually like a, a rough draft for chorus line, those songs would then turn into what it is you hear on yeah. on Broadway later. So, so yeah.
0: Smart. It made me think, my God, we put in a lot of work. I don't mean it in a bad way. We just that thing that Steve Dahl always told us you work too hard. This was an example of that. Another example of
5: a duck some kids like to buy those snap type models. You just quick pop together in five pieces. And other kids like to put all the details in there, you know, with all the little decals and everything else. And, you know, you're just more proud of it in the end.
0: Like a lot of our bits. I mean, I think it's funny if you've never heard of Chorus Line, but if you have, it's funnier. You have to know a bunch of different things to get the entire joke. You know, there's enough in there if you're coming to it blind that.
5: Well, I take it we're going to play that one this episode. And if so, we should really dedicate it to Bob and the memory of, of that day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and the other the sad part is, I don't know how long ago after that, Jeff got AIDS and passed away. So so that's the upbeat ending of the story. That's the upbeat ending. No. <laughs> yeah.
5: So maybe we, sh- we should dedicate it to him instead. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll give him <laughs> <that>. <laughs> sorry, Bob. I'm sorry, man. But I think. Uh,
0: no, he was one of Ann's good friends. It's one of those longer bits, too. That's another thing that Duck Logic likes to do bits that are like nine minutes long. So that's what this is. I hope you guys get your little taste of Broadway. Yeah, we're like the jam band of comedy groups. In 1975,
3: a Broadway show called A Chorus Line opened in New York to standing room only crowds. The two-hour musical dealt with the trials and tribulations of a group of Broadway hopefuls at an audition for the chance of becoming a part of a chorus line. The show, A Chorus Line, is still running on Broadway, but before there was a chorus line, the late Michael Bennett created another play, a little-known play that Michael kept under wraps. Before there was a chorus line, there was Headshot. Bennett's personal assistant, Peter Fielding, has taken this early work and put it to the stage. We caught up with Fielding at rehearsals. Um, hi, Peter Fielding. We have Peter Fielding here. We're interviewing the um, one of the authors of Headshot, is that it? Or were you just a collaborator? Or? Well,
2: I didn't write the book, but I am a choreographer now.
3: Um, how did Headshot get started? I mean, what is the real, true
2: well Michael was just God it was early 70s mm-hmm. and um, he was just pulling out his hair he wanted to encapsulate the actors' plight mm-hmm. because they have a different job they're not like air traffic controllers where it's a test and you take it and you're in mm-hmm. the actors and actresses have a heck of a time right. especially in New York so he was trying to think of what does the makeup of a you know an actress or an actor what what is it what could encapsulate and he couldn't come up with anything, actually. He, he started coming up with different things about shoes or, you know, leg warmers or calluses and stuff. And it just, it just wasn't working. It wasn't gelling. And one day, poof, it, it hit him. And he came running home and he said, I've got it, I've got it, headshot. And I went, yes, headshot, that's it. I mean, it's that one fraction of a second. It's actually what we found out later, a 60th of a second mm-hmm. determines your whole career. I yeah. mean, what if you blinked? Obviously they take a proof sheet, you know, we thought of maybe calling it proof sheet or something, but headshot is it. I mean mm-hmm. it's just it's just boom, right there. It has gotta be right. That's what everybody judges mm-hmm. you from is a headshot.
3: Well, I did notice that that is the opening song Headshot ah, was yes. so riveting. It yes. was so you you, pounding. you were there earlier today yes, when we I did. did that. I we ran that.
2: through the uh, headshot song which is just it encapsulates it all. It's an overview, it spreads it out for you like a like a deck of tarot cards Like somebody is telling your fortune. Your mm-hmm. future it's gonna be the future of you. I mm-hmm. mean, because your headshot is it. And so mm-hmm. this song, I feel it just really, it's just a driving, moving kind of song. headshot, 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 headshot. Hitch up, hitch up. If you
3: take my picture, then
5: I'll become a fixture in the entire nation. My
3: face will cause elation and
5: overnight sensation with nothing but a simple five, six, seven, eight. Hitch up, hitch up, hitch up, up, hitch up, hitch up, hairstyle, clothing, hitch up, hitch up,
4: headache, touch decay, camera, hitch Headshot. Headshot. up, lights, Headshot. lenses, film. Headshot.
3: Negative Now, don't give too much away, but can you tell us something a little bit about the story? I know there's an ingenue, and there's a photographer. Well,
2: it's, a, it's we, we joked around. It's the aging ingenue, is what we called it, because she mm-hmm. was, you know how there's always, you're older, and they're casting you younger. Well, that's mm-hmm. what happened, and mm-hmm. it's slowly catching up with her inner mind. And there's the temperamental photographer, Wolfgang. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is temperamental, as they all mm-hmm. are, <laughs> you know. We patted him a little bit after Victor Strevneski, uh, oh. who we, we, we met. Did over. you do
3: any interviews
2: with him? Well, Victor, uh, yes, informal talks, actually. Mm-hmm. They weren't really, you know, Inter- interviews oh. as, uh, okay. as such. But truly, the conflict between the photographer, his work, his art, and the actress's art, and, and her her whole trauma going okay. through this period because it's, it starts about a week ahead actually where you worry about your blemishes and all those other things trying to get yourself groomed get the hair get everything right you put together the makeup people and so it's a long process and that's what we show we show how it's a long pull up to this climactic boom the flash mm-hmm. i mean you haven't seen that but it's a big flash bulb on stage it's kind of like cats do they want from me? One's too fat, one's too ugly What do they want from me? Are you blind to what I see? If you don't stop being insistent Then I'll leave you to the whims of My assistant! She wears black, she's so cool she's an undergrad from art school so let me be and pay my fee and get a substandard subhuman substitute photog I will fix it in retouching uh, this is the song mole at first when Michael suggested mole I thought my we already have mice mm-hmm. in the apartment but so no no <laughs> It's not an animal, he said, because I'm thinking logistically, where are you going to put the animals? And you got to keep a cage and a handler and equity and you name it. You mm-hmm. know, and then they smell moles. And then they're like squinny on stage, you mm-hmm. know, because they're not too used to the lights and they're all squinny. No, he said mole, like in Beauty Mark. I go, well, call it a Beauty Mark then. He goes, well, it encapsulates everything. Pimples, mm-hmm. moles, scars, freckles. It's about people with club feet. It's about people that have problems. Because everybody it's does. About people. It's about people, exactly. People are are real they are not fake they are not airbrushed. they are mm-hmm. not made up they are real and this song it makes light of people's problems i mm-hmm. mean we were going to go with club for it, but come on you know so we went with mole and mole is it's a light song i mean mm-hmm. you laugh. You yes i did it's, it's a small chuckle yeah
5: feel connected to you more, I'm so
1: affected by you That when they stop and stare, I know that they're aware that They're talking about the hair on my mole Makeup? <laughs> Peshaw, it's a beauty mark! <laughs>
5: It worked for Richard Thomas.
3: Have you got any stars slated to play the leads?
2: Well, confidentially, Mm -hmm. we've been talking to Betty Buckley. Ah. They were talking about the Eight is Enough reunion or something, but she said no. She's talking. We're talking. Mm -hmm. I don't want to jinx anything.
3: How about the photographer? And can you give me any scoops on that?
2: Well, I'll say his first name, Mandy. Oh. Ah, yes. You know, who else? Oh. Who else? Yes. Who else? I and mean, he'd be so good. He's a friend. You know. Yes. So we thought, Mandy, why not? Because he could do that mad prancing thing. And he song. does it
3: so well. Oh,
2: yes. Come on, Shay. Oh, the
3: photographer's song. Yes. yes.
2: That kind of, yeah. I'm not going to.
3: And it becomes, not to give too much away, but the sad poignant ending where the ballad that just, I cried.
2: It is. It's the aging, starlet, ingenue going on into mm-hmm. other roles song, mm-hmm. which is a long hyphenated word. We just call it the ballad. Mm-hmm. And it's uh it's it's quite a song. It really mm-hmm. gets you going, doesn't it? I oh, mean it, I, it, uh, I can't even so moving. I hear the first couple of chords and I cry. I mean, mm-hmm. because it is so true. I mean, it's the kind of thing that as soon as you're born, you're getting older. and so it, it's the same sort of thing. people worry it's the opposite of the mole thing mm-hmm. because that's making light of you know, and this is not. This is the serious ballad.
3: Soft focus, soft focus Getting baggy around the eyes Soft focus, soft focus Guess I'm older than I realized I was once the hit of the session impression.
4: Time is a circle, but sometimes the circle is broken, cracked, invaded by uncanniness, and a parallel develops a reflection of facts and figures across the void. The resulting comparisons are known affectionately as uncanny parallels. The most famous of these existing between the lives of the two great American presidents, Abraham Lincoln and John Fitzgerald Kennedy. My name is Jack Palance, and I'll be your host as we explore... A fracture in time, the uncanny parallels between the lives of Winston Churchill and Pia Zadora. Pia Zadora married an Arabian billionaire, which helped her show business career immeasurably. Winston Churchill's career was helped immeasurably by his commanding grasp of the Arabic numeral system. Prime Minister Winston Churchill, while in office, lived at Number 10 Downing Street in London. Piazadora, while in L.A., lives ten houses down from a library which stocks the writings of Jack London. While Prime Minister Winston Churchill's London was often threatened by Nazi bombs, Pia Zadora's career has been equally threatened by bombs. <laughs> Winston Churchill, in his lifetime, authored twelve books. Adding the digits of the number twelve together, one plus two, yields the numeral three, the exact same number of books Pia Zadora has read in her lifetime. It is said all babies look like Winston Churchill. In an eerie twist, the infant Winston Churchill bore an uncanny resemblance to Pia Zadora. In the 1950s, Winston Churchill coined the phrase Iron Curtain to refer to the border of the Soviet bloc nations. Conversely, Piazidora's mother often rewarded her with coins for helping to iron curtains. Finally, Winston Churchill and Piazidora shared a fascination with the uncanny parallels between Abraham Lincoln and John Fitzgerald Kennedy. See you next week with another Uncanny Parallels. I'm Jack Palance. Thank
5: you.
3: Honey, don't you want some milk with your cereal?
2: No way. I'm sick and tired of cereals that inevitably get soggy in milk.
3: But that's not your usual cereal. That's new sticks and twigs cereal.
2: It doesn't matter. All cereal gets soggy.
3: Oh, contraire. What are you doing? Pouring milk on your new sticks and twigs cereal to show you something. Go ahead. Try
2: it. Well, um, it's crunchy, but what about five minutes from now? Five minutes later... Still crunchy after five minutes. Wow, Sticks and Twigs are more than meets the
5: eye. That's right, friend, because each crunchy, crackly, all-natural bite of new Sticks and Twigs cereal is fully coated in a clear Varathane coating. Verathane is the same clear polish used to protect furniture for years. Now it keeps your cereal crunchy for years. Sticks and Twigs cereal is all fiber cereal. So much fiber that it contains a weekly allowance of fiber in each spoonful. Fiber! 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 Enough fiber to bind up the intestines of an elephant. You will never want to hear the word fiber again after eating a bowl of new Sticks and Twigs cereal. Enjoy a bowl of Sticks and Twigs cereal coated in verathane today. And don't forget the milk. Honey, what are you doing?
3: I'm dusting the cereal, dear.
0: Well, there you have it the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour Show number 40, featuring in alphabetical order Ken Campbell, David Dunlosky, Tom Giannis, Ann and Walter Mitchka, James F. Russell, and Tim Thomas. Extra special thanks to Jeff Mage for the fabulous piano playing on Headshot. So, yeah, I guess uh, we'll see you next week. Subscribe to the Comedy Half Hour if you're so inclined, and follow us on social media. Our website is ducklogiccomedy.com. Portions of the show were previously broadcast back in the day over the radio airwaves under the copyright of Duck Logic Limited and the licenses of WLUP AM and FM in Chicago. So, um, gotta go, but hey, you know, we've added a little extra something coming up right
2: about now. <laughs>